0: We're habitual homosexuals then by all means take a hike. I thought I like women 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 women, women. Ah, ah. You want to battle these you better have endurance before you crash man get the general insurance There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if- Melinda Brown Duncan baby If it weren't my daughter perhaps I'd be dating her But he gotta eat the booty like groceries you gonna try doing this, young man? Yeah. Fool. Open your mouth like so I can give you this milk. Open your fing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper. To be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants, you ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt.
1: Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them.
0: What? I got some mighty dumb food, some kind of You told me to
2: leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut.
0: Being in the industry with how much... Your take on your face? No, Yo, this is wrong. Oh my God! Look at what you did to him. And you know, this is turf. This is turf. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring any- your kids here. I have to, to take off my shoes to run. This is a shakedown. This is an Al Sharpton racial shakedown of the NFL. So kiss my black. Shut the f- up. Bitch. Shut your mouth. Shut the f- up. Your mouth. Kaiser blitz coming. Airs oh. it oh. out. Oh. Touchdown.
1: And welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com, and heard everywhere via the iHeartRadio. We will obviously get to uh, some Browns here just momentarily. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, I'm pumped up and ready to go today. All right. Yeah, no, know I'm Friday's ready to go. feeling
2: good. I like it.
1: Starting at 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll do that once for you at 8, once again at 9, and then 9.30. Fantone gets you hooked up with front-row tickets yeah. to the WWE. October the 7th at the Canton Civic Center, we'll do a little WWE trivia, one 800 240 Four three seven six two five. The number you will need to take part in that and anything else on the program. I had a pretty good day yesterday, Fantone. Right. I, uh, I so, so we got done with the program, and I uh, I was very tired. I only had about two hours sleep the night before, but I had some meetings set after the, after the show with some clients yesterday. All three of them went well. All three of them looks like we're we're signing back on to be in business together throughout the end of the year. Corporate Stansberry yesterday. Indeed, just, I was. Just
2: out there doing the iHeartMedia business. Indeed, I was. Okay. Ha-
1: I went to lunch with Craig Wakeham. Did okay. that for a little while. Uh, you know, Touching base with him. They're doing a huge holiday sale coming up for uh, Labor Day here. Nice. And uh, already, uh, like 90% of their pre-owned stuff is already on sale at Wakeham.com. Check that out. So I had a, had a little lunch with him. So that was good. And then uh, I was taken over to TrueBridge, which is like an insurance client that I have now. And uh, they're currently doing a mass amount of hiring. And uh, apparently they really need some people from the New Philly area. And they were talking to me about that yesterday. They said, you seem to be pretty popular in New Philly. And I said, well, yeah. I said, from what I hear, we are. I said, you know, I've been down there a few times. My dad's family's from there. I said, so yeah, I go down occasionally. It seems like we are. And they said, well, we need to penetrate the New Philly market. So um, if, if you're looking to become a licensed insurance agent, here's what you do. Just, just dial town, uh, pound 250 and enter the keyword true bridge and that's actually T-R-U, and then bridge. Okay. And then that's how you can get that handled. Um, you
2: know, maybe maybe the problem is is that there's just so many opportunities and jobs down in New Philly. Is that, that what it is? People are like, eh, hey, you know what, Truebridge, I don't need that job. We all have good jobs down here. Wait, that's not the case. No, no, well, no. Well, no. maybe they should hire get hired at Truebridge. Absolutely. So that's okay. how you
1: can do that. And then uh, I had a little phone conversation with North uh, with North Canton Collision. Okay. And uh, it just seems like they wa- are interested in, in, in coming back in, in, in uh, advertising on Rock 106.9 and the Stansberry Show. It so, was. yeah, your boy was out there, dude, getting things done for the program yesterday. It was corporate Stansbury It was, More indeed. so than
2: the program. I'm talking for the for the, for the company, dude. <laughs> Honestly, you might turn
1: the financial fortunes of iArt Media around by yourself. Well, I, let's hope. I, well, here's why I'm happy about it. because we have a meeting scheduled with the boss today, like uh-huh. right after the program. And the tone of the email eh. seemed like he was not happy. No. So, at least now, when we go in there today... We have a leg up. Okay. When You know, because I think he is going to yell at us, and I think I know what for, and let's not air out all the dirty laundry, but I, I think, yeah, we probably deserve some of it.
2: No, especially <laughs> not when he's in the drive-thru at McDonald's right now. Right. No, let's not air it out.
1: But I feel like uh, you know, when we go in there, like w- we can offer this olive branch of, hey, look at what got done yesterday, and maybe we'll, it'll take some of the edge off of his bite. Mm, okay. You don't think I, I, so? I,
2: possible. I, possible, but oh. I, I feel unlikely, but oh. I like your optimism on a Friday, buddy. If you're going to be the one taking this positive train, I'll, dude. I will hitch my star to you. Let's go. Nice, nice. Let's I go. like it. How
1: are you? What's going uh, on with you? Pretty
2: good, man. Pretty good. Um, kind of had. I feel like. I don't know, an unorthodox morning this morning okay. just because like I woke up really, really early and uh, like two o'clock and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I, in my like in my kind of rolling around, my girlfriend woke up and then she couldn't go back to sleep. And she's like, let's just go lay down on the couch. So like we were both up and that was weird having like her be up like that early. Yeah. Me, yeah. And like, so that kind of like threw my routine off in the morning. Um, and then I just kind of got a, not, 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 not a funny Facebook message, but like a peculiar Facebook message, I guess I will say. Um, I know this guy and just through social media, but I know this guy and he's dealing with some sobriety issues. Okay, yeah. And he just reached out to me and kind of like spilled guts. And I was Are like you friends no. or no, Like I only know this dude through social media. Like That's we're it. friends on Facebook, and like, you know, I mean if he So posts, a listener essentially. Right. If he posts okay. something funny, I'll like, you know, like, hey, it and- like that. Cause he is, he's a pretty funny dude. Seems like he's pretty interesting, but dealing with some sobriety issues and he kind of uh, you know spilled guts to me at like 3 o'clock in the morning while my girlfriend's sleeping on the couch. He thought and, you'd be up. And I'm just like what? I'm like what is going on? Like I don't have any expertise in this. I don't know anything and I was honestly kind of flattered that he trusted me enough sure. to like come with that and like kind of you know and I felt like I gave him the best advice I could but it was just a, just a, just a strange morning where I'm like I'm giving, wow. this dude, I'm giving this dude life advice and like. Dude you know, I'm with him every day. Trust you know, me. I'm going to get chewed out by my boss later and I got to go deal with Clint Parker and Stansberry. And- 15 minutes ago, Fantone was <laughs> holding his shorts up with his hand.
1: Like, literally, like I saw him like, walking down the hallway. It was like, bro, why are your pants almost around your because ankles? Because
2: I came out of the bathroom and I didn't put my belt, like I didn't buckle it for some reason. You had the coffee
1: pot in one hand right, your shorts and I, in another. I, I my- <laughs> it was literally like the perfect analogy for your life. It was like, look at him. He's holding everything and yet got nothing together. Like, that was like that was like the perfect Fantone moment. So preseason football started yep. uh, for us, at least, last Last night And Browns fans are going crazy and I think going overboard with some of the things that they saw, both, both positive and negative. I think people are going overboard over some things that they saw last night. So we'll examine that together as a class. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Rock Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. It's a trip for two to Las Vegas. Check out DJ Khaled, Miley Cyrus, Kings of Leon, 30 Seconds to Mars, and a slew of others. Your first keyword happens, top of the 8 a.m. hour on Rock 106.9. Last night, your Cleveland Browns were back in action. First Energy Stadium against the New Orleans Saints, who were in town. And they won last night. And so, I went to bed just before halftime. I was like, it's preseason game number one. I'm not saying up for this entire thing. But I did like. I did want to watch it. I did want to start the game out. And what I like, we'll start with what I like, is that they the whole team started out shaky, and it seemed to get tightened up as the game went on. And then waking up and finding out that they won, I like that, right? And the defense was abysmal early. And it seemed like Greg Williams caught them, you know, started to get them tightened up. And I even tweeted, I said, look, the D's starting to look rejuvenated. That I like. Right, and um, but I will say this: that in the the first half last night they were like in the red zone, and for weeks I've been hearing about how it's okay to have Brock Osweiler as a quarterback because our offensive line's so good, and we have r- good running backs, and our defense is going to be tough. We're going to run the ball down your throat. It's fourth and goal. We're throwing the ball with Brock Osweiler. What the hell? I mean, was didn't Hugh Jackson just say the, that the dude? The, the plan is to run the ball, and there we are, fourth and goal. You're throwing the ball with Osweiler
2: didn't necessarily make sense but I would assume that was probably a yo it's preseason let's see if we can make this play work you know what I mean this okay. game really does not matter let's see if we can make this work
1: all right I mean I, I, again I don't want to go overboard I don't want to be guilty of being one of these guys jumping up and down and, think, and putting way too much stock either way on right. what happened last night right I, I, I want to stay tempered
2: I, and you're right there is a, a balancing act of a Browns fan right now Where like there's definitely things that were exciting last night and there were things that were frustrating last night but true be told they're building blocks either for bad or for good but they're not end results like i know people are like oh they won last night dude it's brown's victory no it's not there's nobody keeping track of preseason dude nobody outside of well anybody nobody's keeping track of preseason football games because the preseason, what, were the, what was the Indians' record in summer league? this year? I have no, I have no idea. What did the
1: Cavs do? And, I have no and, idea. And, and, and,
2: right, and like, what did what, what was the Patriots' record last year in the, in the preseason? Well, I,
1: don't know. I mean, the Patriots lost last night.
2: Did they? <laughs> did they? Yeah, oh.
1: thirty-one to twenty-four by to Jacksonville. They lost oh, by a touchdown that, to Jacksonville. It just proves pa- so. Right, that, Patriots that's, suck. That's what I right exactly. <laughs> that's where I wanted to tell people was like, dude, you gotta settle down. You think Bill Belichick's going to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the regular season? No. No. I don't think so. Now, again, any given Sunday, every team can beat anybody here and there. But I think we all know the general consensus is that the New England Patriots are a better football squad than the Jacksonville Jaguars. I feel comfortable saying that. Stansberry with the hot takes. (laughs)
2: 631 hot takes from Stansberry. I feel
1: comfortable for saying that. Um, So, Browns fans seem to be all, all excited about Deshaun Kaiser. Now, I didn't see him play, okay? I was asleep by the time they put him in the game. But I'm looking at his... Looking at the stats this morning. 11 for 18, 184 yards and a touchdown pass. I don't hate it.
2: Um, I don't hate that. It was very clear last night. I went to bed at halftime as well. But very clear from watching highlights this morning... Um, he has the ability to fire that pigskin, dude. There's no oh, he can spin it. Yeah, there's no question about that one. They so have, that's, that's that's a good building block. That's somewhere yeah, to it start.
1: Is. Yeah, absolutely, it is. They coming into the draft, it seemed like like the big knocks on him were. His decision making, yeah, which that's going to be problematic for the Cleveland Browns for sure, putting the
2: Browns in a bad situation. I mean, you already you know you're already facing an uphill battle. You start throwing Agreed. in dumb moves on top of it. Um, but I will say, last night, or at least like I said, the highlights that I watched of him this morning, it seemed like he was. In control, like he moved around in the pocket, but you're going to have to do that. He kept his eye downfield, and I felt like he like kind of made those right moves. Now, once again, you're going up against the Saints 13 defense. So right. it's not like, you know, exactly. But it, 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 I didn't I didn't have that gripe on him last night. Like, I didn't feel like he felt rushed or, or, or you know,
1: unprepared. I heard somebody talking about Deshaun Watson for the Houston Texans, who we were looking at as a quarterback after his first preseason game because he played great and they won the game and all that, I believe. And they said about him, and I was like, that's a good way to judge a rookie quarterback is win, loss, whatever, preseason, nobody cares, right? Does he look like he's terrified behind the line of scrimmage? Does he look like, oh my God, what is happening right now? And when I, again, I'm just looking at the highlights. Kaiser doesn't look like a deer in the headlights. And so that is something. Like that's what everybody was praising Deshaun Watson for is like, and Dak Prescott last year, which is like thrown into the fire and looks like he can handle the fire, and that is a huge leg up for the Browns. But I think we all figured out. I mean, Brock went what four for six, 42 yards or so, something like that. Brock Osweiler six for fourteen, sorry, for forty-two yards. I mean, de- Deshaun Kaiser is going to play, right? Like, de- like he doesn't make it to game four without being the guy, right? I, I mean,
2: I, I I personally hope not. I mean, I, I I want Deshaun Kaiser to sit so he cannot have to deal with that the game going too fast for him. But yes, I mean, it definitely seems like the ground is get, is closing between where Deshaun Kaiser stands and where Brock Osweiler is, his he's at as a starter. So yeah, I mean, once you dude, once you lose four consecutive games and once you throw I don't know twelve picks in those four consecutive games, people are gonna you know Kaiser. God, oh yeah, sir. God, it's going to happen
1: dude the most popular guy in the Browns roster is always the backup quarterback it's the most popular guy in the Browns roster I think a lot of fans and I'm interested to find this out have buyer's remorse already though because if you check out one of the other preseason games being played last night it was the Chicago Bears in action and Ohio's own Mitch Trubisky lit it up apparently 18 for 25, 166 yards and a touchdown apparently on one drive he went 9 for 9 Already, guys in sports media were saying, Mitchell Trubisky, MVP. Get used to saying it. You got to dial it down. Colin Coward, dial it down. (laughs) Dial it down. It's a preseason game. That's Denver's, I'm I'm guessing, half-ass defense. Let's go. Let let's watch Trubisky play against Von Miller and those guys in the regular season. I want to see what happens there.
2: Exactly. I mean, you can you can with dude. I mean, it's the first preseason game of somebody's rookie year, and you're already
1: calling him an MVP. Jeez, dude. You know what somebody said to me last night? Like, you know, just so you know, you always knocking the Browns. The Browns won the last two games they played at First Energy Stadium. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, 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 no, because preseason games
2: aren't games. Pre- I'm sorry, but they're not. We're dude. gonna
1: we're gonna get into that at seven o'clock because you know I guess Goodell has come out and says he 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 agrees that maybe shortening the preseason is probably the way to go. I think I have the answer. Of course, I always think I have the answers. So I have rules on the Muni lot for this season. We'll give you that at seven o'clock, and I have I think I have the the answer on how to fix the NFL schedule, and we'll give you that at seven o'clock as well. Although now, Fantone, I have fallen for a 2017 trend. All right. I have fallen for one of these, oh, my God, everybody's doing this now. And normally I'm like, oh, my God, look at all you people just fallen for all this stupidity. I have completely fallen for a 2017 uh, trend, and I'm all in. And I'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106.9.
0: Please relax. (laughs) This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Keep this
1: in mind, Sunday from 1 to 3, you can find Fantone out at the Dusty Armadillo. will be hanging out there for a few hours. little, little afternoon bike day out at the Dusty Armadillo. Fantone will be your host from 1 to 3.
2: I'm sure you're looking forward to that. Oh, dude, so excited. I told you, already taking the sleeves off my shirt, got the dipper ready, dude. Your boy
1: going to be kicking the dust up. I think the door guy's going to be mad he doesn't get to rip your sleeves off. <laughs> I, I, dude, I, You know what I mean? Like you, just, you can't be outsourcing these good American jobs, Fantone. <laughs> Can't do that.
0: Take one last
1: That'll be a good time for you out there, man. Sunday, one to three yeah, catch started. Fantone there. Yeah. So I have fallen. I have fallen for a 2017 trend. And normally I'm the guy who like views all this stuff on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Look at this and look at what I'm into. And I'm always like rolling my eyes at right. all of it.
2: Well, I mean, I think this might be the second 2017 trend you've 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 fallen prey to. Oh no, I don't remember the other because it wasn't that long ago, my friend. You're walking around with a goddamn fidget spinner. I well,
1: I still have the fidget spinner. Okay. And I you still, don't
2: feel like that's a ridiculous 2017 trend? All right, yeah,
1: I fell for that one too. <laughs> I um I I do enjoy the fidget spinner when I'm watching TV. I, I find the boredom during TV like it kind of like helps me just kind of sit there and like, you know, get into it. I realized I figured out why when I used to s- smoke cigarettes, I would always have a lighter obviously, and I would spin it between my finger, my index finger and my thumb with the middle finger and it's like Oh yeah, like that's why these things are popular cuz you you do this motion with other things. Yeah, God knows there's no lighters in the stands Mary. <laughs> Not that
2: a one couldn't find it I, if you tried. What
1: do I need lighters for? <laughs> Those skunks kill themselves. No, oh, nobody's got to light them on fire. But I have fallen for another one of these. And I saw a bun I saw everyone carrying these, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the white people thing now. This okay. is this is the, this is the thing now." And I went and played golf with my buddy Dustin, and he had one, and he was like swearing by it. So I ordered one of these Yeti like thermoses. <laughs> Look at you. Look at it. It's like a, it's. A, I believe it's the Yeti thirty ounce Rubbler. And I uh, do. <laughs> so I got. So it came in the mail yesterday. I ordered it off eBay, right? And I was all excited. I went home, and it said, my eBay thing said, it's in your mailbox. I was like, yes! So I go home, and I, like, rip the package open. And the whole thing is, is that it keeps things hot and or cold for as long as, like, the mind can imagine. Okay, right, all right. So I was, so I've heard tale of this.
2: I, this is very much turned into a kick the dust up thing for some reason. I feel like a lot of dudes who are like hunters and stuff are like, yeah, man, you got to what you start for Yeti, and I don't understand it. Like, why I mean, well, like, they
1: make really good coolers too, and that's why Brantley Gilbert said, "I got a Yeti full of good ideas." That was okay. like that was big, that was big in the, the Brantley Gilbert. Okay,
2: side. I, I would think most people in that situation, you know, living the country lifestyle, were probably just going to Walmart and grabbing like the cheapest cooler that they could find, that Styrofoam one, yeah. but. You know, maybe no, no, no. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're spending two hundred dollars on a Yeti cooler. Oh, I think they're more than that. Jesus, no, dude. honestly, I,
1: I think a nice Yeti cooler is like five hundred.
2: Jeez. I, I don't know that,
1: but I, but I've heard that they're like massively expensive. So I bought one of these like thirty ounce, like you know Yeti like tumbler, rumble, whatever the hell it's called, right? And so I was like all excited to, to like open it. So I got it yesterday, and I filled it with ice and I poured lemonade in it, and I didn't even drink it. I was like, I just left it on the counter. I was like, all right. So I just poured a regular glass of lemonade for myself to watch, you know, to drink while I was watching TV. If was six hours later, I went over there, pulled the lid off of it. Ice cubes, still perfect. Never lost form. Never watered the drink down. Nothing. And
2: this is a, a, a tumbler. What well, drink is going to take you six hours to drink? Why would you need ice coldness for six well, hours?
1: No, because you can finish the drink, but the ice is still good. So like this, what this will be great for is the golf course is because I'll be able to put ice in it, buy a couple of drinks at the clubhouse and then keep them in the bag. And then, you know, cause they get warm while you're out there playing. So you pour them in there. <laughs> now I will tell you, I poured my coffee in it this morning and I kept the lid off of it though. While I've, since oh. I've been here and yeah, all the heat escaped. Of so course. you do got to keep the lid on. Of course. It. So, but I, dude, I gotta tell you, that was the best twenty nine dollars I ever spent. Jesus, dude, on a glass.
2: Um, uh, yes, I looked up Yeti coolers. Uh, anywhere from the smallest one three hundred dollars to five hundred plus on some of these. Jeez, That's absolutely ridiculous, dude. I mean, people wanna be like, oh, dude, the economy it's so tough out here, and you're buying five hundred dollar coolers and country music. Like, come on, come on, people.
1: I uh, so so here's the thing. I've already, well, I haven't already done it, but I'm already on eBay right now. I'm ordering a second one of these. Jeez. I'm gonna be. Sixty dollars deep into the Jeez. yeti. No, no, I need two because I need I, I need. Oh,
2: you need it right? <laughs> oh, okay. for sure,
1: dude. These dude. I'm talking necessity here, Fanto. Get on board. So, <laughs> but no, I'm gonna keep one in the golf bag. That way, you know, for, for the cold drinks, and I'm gonna buy another one solely for coffee. I, dude, you need to get in on this. I, I'm good.
2: I'm actually. If, if if I take six hours to drink something, that's on me. Not on my. Not on my tumbler. Don't
1: get. Don't. No. It's. You don't need. It's.
2: Well, but I don't. I mean. I guess. Maybe you're right. When you're out on the golf course, to have ice available to you. Yeah. Who, I if mean, you're, you're
1: talking four or five hours out there,
2: I guess that makes sense. But I think for just day to day operations, buying two tumblers uh, at at sixty dollars just seems it seems pretty steep to me.
1: Well, I gotta wait till after the meeting with the boss. Well,
2: yeah, I was gonna say you might want to send that thing back, dude. After our 10-15
1: there. Yeah, you kidding me? I didn't even pay my cell phone bill yesterday. I was like, well, who knows? If I get walked out of the building Friday morning, last thing I want to do is be like, I gave Verizon the last of the money I had? Absolutely not. Fantone's going to get you hooked up with front row seats to the WWE. That happens at 9-30. First though, at 8 o'clock, you're getting sent to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival, and I have some updates on the rules for the Muni lots, and also, I think I can fix the NFL schedule. We'll do all of that next on
0: Rock 106. Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Kaiser Blitzer
2: Coming.
1: Wow. And welcome back to the stansbury Show. Rock 1069. We'll get you hooked up with a trip for two out to Las Vegas for the iHeart Radio Music Festival. That will happen at 8 8, 8 a.m. this morning. Harry Styles, Chris Stapleton, Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars, bunch of others. You get your first keyword, 8 a.m. Brown's back in action last night, first energy stadium. And I have uh, some new rules and regulations for the muni lot, the municipal lot where a lot of people park and pregame before the Browns games. One might say the highlight of Sundays in Northeast Ohio is the muni lot. Cuz once you get in the stadium, it's all downhill from there.
2: Yeah, you you're out there in the muni lot and you feel that excitement, you feel like there's, you know, there's other fans here, dude, let's get this going, man, feeling good. We're about to make it happen. And then you go watch a Browns game, and you're like, Jesus, this was depressing.
1: They say no private latrines, portable bathrooms are available in the lot. So I don't know if this, like, dude, a lot of those guys bring, like, campers and stuff like that that have bathrooms, and sometimes they'll charge you to use them. So uh, is that what they mean? I would know. It's like
2: a camping bathroom, like one of those, like, portable. Pop-up tents? Yeah.
1: Okay. Crossing the shoreway is prohibited. Yeah. And it's really dumb. As a guy who's done it, drunk on a Sunday. Uh, dude, don't do that. It's really dumb. Vandalism of any type will not be tolerated. You,
2: you, you totally deserve getting hit on the shore. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> do. Like, if that's you out there, that's, that's on you.
1: All litter must be dispensed in trash containers. Obviously, again, that's just decent human activity. Yeah, that, that shouldn't have to be a rule. That should just be the way things are. No in and out privileges in the lot. They're talking cars. You can obviously walk out and walk back in. Um, and that's standard operating procedure for parking lots, too. I don't think that one's all that crazy. Attendees will be charged for all occupied parking spaces. Meaning, if your vehicle takes up more than one space, obviously they want to make the money, and I agree with that. I think they should be able to do that. Otherwise, we'd be able to get more cars in there. And so, if you're taking up more than one spot, or even if you're like one of them's for your car and next to it for your tent, and your girls, and all that stuff, you're paying for all of it. And I'm totally okay with that. Attendees, oh yeah, going to be charged for all spaces. Saving spaces is prohibited. So if you get there early, Phantom, you can't be like, "Well, Stansbury wants to park there." You're not allowed to do that. Okay. Okay. And that, I think that makes sense too. And here's the one I saw everybody going, when are they going to give up on this? When are they going to give up on it? The no alcohol in the Muni lot. They're never going to give up on it. And, guys, I got to tell you, sooner or later, the Muni lot, now I know, because everybody says, oh, well, the cops always look the other way. That's going to go away. It might not be this season, it might not be next season, but it's going to go away. You know why? Because everybody's all interested in filming cops, right? Everybody wants to film cops when they're doing stuff wrong. Oh, my God, here's a video of a cop doing something he shouldn't do. Well, a cop turning his back and looking the other way while you're pounding alcohol in the muni lot is something you shouldn't do. And sooner or later, those videos are going to find their way to Facebook. They're going to find their way to Twitter. They're going to find themselves on the news. And remember, a cop did get famous on the news over this. theater. He was holding the beer bong for the guy. Right. Sooner or later, the city is going to crack down on those cops for those kinds of photos, and it's going to get ruined for everybody, and they're going to really enforce the no alcohol thing because everybody can't wait to film cops. So you remember that when you're in the muni lot three years from now and you literally can't have a beer because you're the one that did it.
2: Or some drunk a-hole decides to run across the shoreway the middle of a Sunday afternoon, gets lit up by a semi-truck, and they're like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't let people get drunk out here. I mean, it's a possibility. Right? I saw people
1: like, when are you going to give up on this? You're never going to be able to stop it. Yeah, you are. Because videos of cops on cell phones is going to be what stops it. And to say you'd never be able to stop it, I mean, what <laughs> come on. <laughs> right. I
2: mean, what do you think? Police officers aren't capable of telling what's in that red solo right.
1: cup? I'm telling you, they're going to start rolling harder than ever before because all of their activity is on Facebook Live live videos, and they can't have it. See, back in the day, cops were kind of like your buddy and things like this. Because it was like a don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, you're not supposed to do it, but we don't care. As long as nobody's getting hurt, we don't care. But watch on Facebook and Facebook Live and you know what I mean? All these live video services are going to ruin everybody's good time.
2: Well, I mean, like You know, and this isn't where the conversation was going, but like, as an officer of the law, like, isn't it your responsibility to make sure that people aren't getting intoxicated in the
1: streets of? I would agree. Yes, that's that's definitely going to be part of their job description. I'm just saying it's been a very loose system forever, but now there's going to be video proof of all this stuff, and they're going to be able they're going to be able to see the cop in the frame and be like, you're in trouble. And once the cops realize, like, dude, I'm going to be the one on the hook for this, not the city, I'm going to be on the hook, I'm going to be the scapegoat. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to start rolling hard. They're going to start rolling very, very hard. You give it three years, I'm telling you, that muni lot's going to look very, very different. No propane grills. I'm sorry, propane grills only. No charcoal. That's the other way, okay? The Hank Hill rule, they call that one. Yeah, the Hank Hill rule there. And the number one rule is no open pit fires, which, again, I believe to be a reasonable request.
2: Yeah, yeah, don't start fires in the middle of a parking lot. I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah, it makes sense
1: I think that that's a reasonable request. Makes sense. So last night, first preseason game. Indeed. Okay. And... Every year it starts this debate. Too many games, longer season, less preseason, all this stuff. And a talking about, oh, well, we care about CT and we care about our players' health, but here's four games that don't count. Now, I know I'm not the first person to float this idea. It's not like I created this idea. But to me, this is the easiest thing that makes the most sense. Make the four preseason games count. Everybody, dude, it's fingers crossed during preseason, right? Please don't let our number one draft pick get hurt. That's what everybody's thinking. Because there's nothing worse than losing a a great pick in a game that didn't count. So just make the games count.
2: But, I mean, at that point, aren't you going to be like, well, we still have to have scrimmages before the season starts. I guess if that's what you're saying is just eliminate that. Ohio
1: State can go out there and be undefeated, and they don't have preseason. Ohio State dominates. So you're telling me college kids can get this done, but a guy making five oh. million dollars a year can't get prepared to play without playing the Chicago.
2: The difference between the talent difference between you know the scrubs of the NCAA versus the scrubs of the NFL. That's a
1: huge gap, there. huge difference. I'm gonna be on the hardened side of this. Of you're getting paid millions of dollars, get ready to go. Get ready to go. I, I just I, I think you make the four games count. Now we got twenty games. Never going to happen, dude. I mean, guys aren't going to be – players. there's
2: no way that players will ever sign off on that. Those dudes are fighting every opportunity they can to play less, so I, I don't see that ever being a, a, a viable, like, real thing.
1: I just, well, I know coaches don't want it because they get to see their players in snaps NFL game speed for a game that doesn't count. Meaning you can throw Deshaun Kaiser out there In the tail end of the game, see what he's got And if he loses the game for you, it doesn't affect your record
2: So, I mean, isn't that kind of indicative of like Well, that's the way it should be Is that way you guys can develop players And you can have continuously good people coming up the ladder I
1: just think you make them all count And then there it is Because the the other options I hear I don't think are going to do it Two preseason games and extend the season two games What's the difference? Then at that point, just make them count I, I, for the life of me, can't, dude, how hard is this?
2: They're not adding games, dude. If that's, if I feel like if that's part of the solution, it, that... You don't it, think they'll add games? I do not think they'll oh, add games. Oh, I think you're crazy. Players' union's never going to stand for it, dude. They'll never do it.
1: I, I can't say never on that. At the end of the day, everybody stands to make more money, even the player. Because sooner or later, that's going to be the player's end of the, of the bargaining, which is, okay, fine, you want 20 regular season games, we want five more million dollars a piece a year. They'll find a way. Sooner or later, I don't think it'll be next year, year after, whatever, but I I think you will see a change in the NFL schedule. And for me, fine, then make it two preseason games. Let's let's reduce it to two, but they count, and it's 18 games. I I mean, how hard is this? I don't know why. Everybody's like always scratching their head. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? But preseason games are awful. The competition doesn't look good. Nobody goes. Everybody overhypes or underhypes everything they see. And nobody cares. Like, you just... I, I think if you make them count, everybody wins. That's just me. A woman who dates exclusively older men, only will date older men, has written a list of rules for older men who want to date younger women. And I think she's nailed quite a bit of it. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9.
0: Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit pics. The Stansberry Show.
2: Chilling in the studes with my dudes.
0: On Rock
1: 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you WRQK.com. And heard everywhere via iHeartRadio. And at 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. You'll see Miley Cyrus, Kings of Leon, Big Sean, slew of others. Your first keyword happens 8 a.m. on Rock 8 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Keep this in mind as well. Join Fantone this Sunday, 1 to 3, as he'll be at the Dusty Armadillo Sunday afternoon. So it's
2: going to be a good time. time. It, it is.
1: Guaranteed. be a good time. Reading from Maxim now, a woman has written a list of rules because she dates older women, Fantone. She or d- older men, okay. sorry. Right. She dates say. older men. And so she knows that a lot of older men like to date younger women. And uh, I've been guilty of this. Um, I hate using the word guilty because I don't feel like it's anything to feel guilty about. It's oh, just, no. you know, something that, you know, I don't know. It seems to happen with me a lot. And so she says, I know men want to date younger women, but it's not necessarily the easiest thing in the world to do. So she wanted to make like, you know, the cliff notes on how you can do it.
2: What kind of age gap are we talking about here? Is this like 18 to 58? She doesn't or- really
1: give a guideline. Okay. Oh. She doesn't really give a guideline. But she says here, prepare to be judged. She's like when people see a, a significant age difference, they're going to stare at you. And this is totally true. This is this is happened to me a million times. As a matter of fact, I remember once upon a time I was in um I was at the Papieros uh over by like Belden, outside of Belden there. And I was having uh you know an early dinner with with a woman who and she was she was significantly younger than I was and we were somewhat involved. And I remember walking to the table, we sat down and there was like A table full of like four people to our right and then behind the booth behind us. So I could see her, but the woman I was with could not. This mother was there with her teenage son and like she, even while eating, even while sticking like the fork in her mouth, she was just like never broke eye contact with me and just had the meanest look on her face. Like, how dare you date a woman that much younger than you? You could just tell, like, it felt to me like, oh, you're having dinner with your son because your husband walked out on you, and now I'm being stared at because I'm dating a younger woman.
2: I I just don't... I don't think I it, it, once you reach a certain level of adult, and that level of adult's probably mid twenties. Like after that, everybody's just kind of an adult to me. Like I don't know if I necessarily notice this very often out in public. Really, I, I, re- I really don't. Maybe that's just me not being oblivious to the world. I think it's just you not but, being a
1: judgmental person. Like,
2: it, it, like like once to me, it's like well, once we're in the bar, like everyone's in the bar, we're all kind of the same. You got age. a stamp on your hand, we're good you to go. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like she also says when it's when it comes time to meet her parents, be super chill. Just do, super chill. Yeah. Say
2: things like super chill. That'll yeah. that'll present. That'll man. help you.
1: Um, I, I will admit that I have not had to do this a lot lately because I haven't really dated a younger woman to the point of like, okay, now we're like a major couple. Like we're going to think about living together, this and that. So I haven't really had to do this a whole lot. Um, but I will tell you the t- the times I had to do it, it is awkward when you meet a, a, a woman's father and he looks at you like, you're closer to my age than you are hers. They don't love it. No, and understandably
2: so. I mean, you know, parents, whether it's logical or not, are always going to be protective of their children, even as adults. So, like, I can understand why thinking, like... You might think that your daughter is 100% a capable young woman who's able to make her own decisions, live her own life, and give her all the credit in the world. But you could still see that happening and think to yourself, like,
1: he's exploiting her right. somehow. He's, he's taking advantage of her somehow. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, I'm sure feminists would have an issue with that. Keep up with her, it says here. that says, understand that you're going to date somebody 10 years younger than you, that they like to go out. They want to be out in the bars. They want to go to clubs. They want to do things. So if you're going to be, like, a bump on a log and not want to do all that stuff, that's going to drive a wedge.
2: Now, that's that's if you're 45 dating a 25-year-old. I think if is, the further up that ladder you go, though, I mean, yeah. oh, it'll be different. Right. By the time you're 30, it's like, dude, I don't want to go to crappy music festivals. So if I was dating a 55-year-old, I wouldn't be like, yo, come on. We're going to a crappy music festival. She
1: mixes two here together, act your age, and leave all in any you know, immature behavior behind. And she says here, look, we're dating older men for a reason. It's because the guys that are our age are too immature. and We don't want that. We're looking for somebody who's a little bit more refined. Okay. Yeah. Don't be immature. Don't try to play down to my age. I'm trying to play up to yours. Yeah. I mean, you're the one
2: kind of setting the standard there. And like, you're right. I mean, I'm sure the guy she's dated at her age. It's like, okay, I know you like to play video games and smoke weed. That's cool. But like, do you have like a couch? Like, do you right. have, you
1: know what I'm saying? Like, Is your bed off the floor? Right. stuff right. like that. Yeah. So that makes all the sense. She says here, don't make the relationship all about sex. Don't make her feel, and it says, treat her like a girlfriend, not a fling. This is basically like, look, don't make it so obvious why you like younger women. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're going to be interested in them, be interested in them on another level other than firm boobs and, and ass.
2: Well, and you get into a tough spot there, you really do, with a decent amount of age you know, difference there. You do start to have a problem finding like similar interests, similar experiences Stuff like that. So it's very easy to go to like, man, it's hot having sex with
1: you. It's great. But like, you're going to have to talk to her. I am as a guy who is has traditionally dated younger women. And um, although I date up to I, I guess I really don't have a system. But like, I will say that there have been multiple times in my life where you get into an argument when you're dating somebody that much younger than you, where you find yourself wanting them like why aren't you handling the situation the way I would and my buddy Marty always says dude you can't expect a 23 year old to act like they're 33 like you can't do that like you you date you dated a 23 year old for a reason well this is what comes with that right like my buddy like the one time I was like pulling my hair out and I called my buddy to complain about it he's like Stansbury he's like did you really just call me to tell me that you're dating a 22 year old stripper and there's problems he's like you're shocked there's problems he's like of course that's the way that's going to happen dude she's never going to respond to these issues like she's 35 because she's not 35. So you got to have to know that going in and you have to adjust your expectations. Yeah, I got to tell you the older I get now though the less interested I am in that much younger, because it is, it's like, oh my God, like, what do you mean you don't know this? And none of your references land right. Right. I mean, it it becomes to be a little bit of a problem.
2: Yeah, I mean, you want to close that gap. Like I said, you got 20 years in between you, there's going to be a problem. Like, my girlfriend's six years younger than me, but I feel like we're the same age. Like, honestly, she's a couple years more mature than she should be. I'm probably a couple years less mature than I should be. So we're both right about, like, eh, where we're supposed to
1: be. Yeah, this job will do that to you, because you kind of have to stay relevant for all age groups. And so like this job keeps you young. And, like, I have a problem with that all the time where I have to, like, remind myself, Dude, you're not 26. You know, what I mean? like, I have to do that all the time with myself because the, our job, and I would agree, it, it keeps you on the, like, the little bit of a younger level. And when I hang out with you and your girlfriend, like, she yeah. does not come off six years younger than you. No, no. She doesn't. I,
2: I think we both are about at the same maturity level. If so she it works. came off
1: six years younger than you, you would be annoyed by her, not attracted to her. Like, I, I know that about you as a person. So, yeah, that doesn't necessarily play that way. But if you're looking to date younger women, that's how you go about it. If you're a marijuana fan, and get ready to pack up your bags and move. There's Marijuana Town, and I'll tell you where it is next on the Sandsbury 106.9. <laughs>
0: Welcome
1: back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Heard everywhere via iHeartRadio. At 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. You'll see Thomas Rhett, Kesha, Pink, and The Weeknd. slew of others. Your first keyword happens at 8. Also Sunday, 1 to 3, join Fantone at the Dusty Armadillo. They'll be hanging out for, uh, I'm sure, it's like a bike day, right?
2: Sunday bike rally, baby. I like it. Get yourself a dipper, kick it up one time. Get the thing stuck. Come, Come on! Out. Can you take a bike? Can you take that thing mud? No, I can't do that, can you?
1: Uh, well, yeah. I you mean, not get no, I mean, there. here, 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 here that Here's the for? thing. Dude, while I was in Oregon, oh. I saw Bike Wars. Which Was like an event they do every year. Yeah. I lived in like the one of the most hillbilly areas of Oregon you'll ever see, and uh, and they did bike war, and it was like out in like the sticks or whatever. And they had like different like Harley game. Like you had to like one guy would like ride the bike, the girl would be on the back, the, his wife would be on the back, and they'd hang hot dogs from strings, what? and you'd like drive at it, and she had to like bend backwards and like grab the hot dog off the string uh. from with her mouth, and like there was like it was like yeah, it was like the Harley Olympics, and t- <laughs> and dude, they took it very. (laughs) No, I did. Like, I was laughing on the side, like, making fun of it. And sure enough, a bunch of dudes, no shirts, leather vests on were like, what are you laughing at? Damn it, that's right. I forgot you people don't know me. I'm not allowed to be a dick to everybody. I um
2: I, I, I'm gonna have a lot of questions. So if you're going to that Sunday bike rally, come find the tall guy. There's gonna be a ton of things that I need to know about like, I don't know, being a badass. Have you ever
1: ridden a motorcycle? <laughs>
2: no, like I've ridden on them, but like you've not, never, never ridden like a motorcycle either. Never your never, own. Never, you boy, you know. Dude, I'm breaking my leg for sure. There's no doubt in my mind I'm throwing that thing down on the side and I'm breaking my
1: leg. I haven't so. done it in forever. I used to do it a little bit, not a lot. Like my dad and my brother were both huge Harley guys. My brother still is. He's like, tours the country all the time on his Harley, but like, I uh, I just never caught that bug, but like, when I was younger I rode a little bit here and there, but now I'm telling you, I would be terrified now.
2: I, um, I told you, it was, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, I was coming out of the Walmart on Tusk, and I saw that dude, he just got bumped by a car on his bike and was a hospital, his arm was broken I can remember like, his bone was like protruding out of the skin, and that was just like a bump That right. wasn't an accident, that wasn't like getting T-boned or something.
1: I I, uh, I'll often be on 77 and I'll see a bike go by me and I'll just think to myself, how are you willing to do that in 2017? Look at all these They're people in these cars it. on their phone. Right. Like, do you bump into me in my car? Right. Yeah, I, I yeah, got to you know. take my car to North Canton Collision, get it fixed or whatever. I'll probably be OK. I know people die in texting and driving accidents. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But like, if you just nudge my car or whatever, it's like, yeah, a couple hundred dollars, you know, have the paint fixed or whatever. You hit a guy on a bike or a woman on a bike. I mean, dude, go that's on. I mean, yeah, most times it's going to be game over. Uh, it's just so to be willing to be out there on a motorcycle right now with the distracted driving age hats off to you.
2: Bunch of badasses. Like I said, I got a ton of questions how I can be a little bit more like you, a little <laughs> bit more badass.
1: Well, we'll get all those questions answered for you Sunday 1 to 3 out of the dusty Armadillo that's where you can find Fantown. Yeah. Marijuana is starting to become huge business. Oh. And that's why an entire town totaling a 120 acres was purchased thursday by american green incorporated they are marijuana focused technology and growing firm based out of arizona the price tag for the entire town of nipton california was five million dollars
2: yeah you see that like how or not i mean There's a town
1: in oregon recently for sale for about seven million i
2: uh i'm just going to say to these weed businesses um what was what was this one Green American technology. Green. American Green. Um, with, American Green Incorporated. With this movement of you know more solar energy and more energy efficient stuff, and that being green, and then you being like, yo, we smoke weed, it's the green, bro. You're going to have to be a little bit more original, because when you say that, it's like, dude, am I buying energy efficient windows, right. or am I buying marijuana You're from right. you? Like, the
1: green movement's been yeah. taken over by the uh, the yeah. other green movement. Nipton near the Nevada border, and I've been—I haven't—I won't say I've been there, but I've had to drive through it, going back and forth between California and Nevada. There, it's about three hours from Los Angeles. The town has one hotel, a general store, and a schoolhouse. Nipton uh, was big into the gold and silver mining back in the day. Sixteen people currently live in Nipton. Okay. American Green said it will initially focus on bottling cannabis-infused water in the town. The production of marijuana edibles and the cultivation of cannabis won't be far behind in America Green's 18 month, $2.5 million development time frame.
2: Boy, oh boy, the technology of getting high nowadays. Water
1: infused or THC infused water. Like, that's always been your thing is that it's not water soluble. It's not. I mean, you can't. Right. That's
2: why you can't just, like, put it in a coffee maker and brew marijuana like, weed. Like, yeah. like, so our marijuana coffee, like, you cannot do that. So, obviously, there's some sort of. I don't know if they're, like, putting it in oil and then combining the oil into the water or what that is, but, dude, the technology of getting high, just getting better and better all the time.
1: Visitors will find mineral baths, lodging, marijuana retail outlets, and a first-of-a-kind ecotourism experience for conscious cannabis consumers. Recreational marijuana was legalized last year in California and Nevada, but remains illegal according to the federal law. That will be changing, I would imagine, at some point. I, uh, do marijuana is marijuana's huge business. My brother is desperately, like, trying to figure out how he gets in on some of this ground floor stuff in Nevada now that they've changed the laws there I mean dude Nevada had some of the toughest drug laws in America Clark County will throw the book at you for stuff. But they've legalized the recreational marijuana thing and he's now like scrambling. Like what do I do? What do I do? Do How I open do I a I dispensary? Right. Am I am I a grower? Am I a cultivator? What am I going to do? But he's desperately trying to get into this business because this is the next big American business. Breweries were it last decade, yep. and we're kind of reaching the the pinnacle of that. Like so this is the next thing, and I'm telling you if you have expendable income and you're looking to get into a business, double down on the marijuana. I I just Even if you're against it, there's just so much money to be made, and so many people are going to get rich.
2: Yeah, who cares if you're against it, dude? It's money. Your morals don't matter.
1: Your opinion
2: on stuff doesn't matter. Dude, cash money we're talking about.
1: So as people are telling me, I don't know. I don't know what marijuana's going to do. The federal government's eventually going to step in and deal with it. No, they're not. Marijuana industries are buying whole towns. No other businesses is like rolling into Nipton, California and be like, yeah, dude, this we'll, we'll totally buy this town and we'll redo everything and we'll place a bunch of jobs here. Is Coors Light doing that? No. Are cars doing that? No. Marijuana is doing that. It's because it's a new business that's got nothing but room to grow. Most other businesses in America have already reached the precipice of what they're able to do. This is ground floor stuff. Exciting times in America, man! Because there's going to be jobs, there's going to be new careers people can have. It's exciting times. Whether you're into the marijuana as, as like something you use or not, you should be excited about the fact that more Americans are going to be able to make a living doing this. Think of the children, Stansberry. Yeah, I, am the children. Or, the children. I am thinking about the children. soon. I am thinking about the children because you know what? The children will be one day what is that? adults who need jobs. That's what they're going to be. They're not always going to be in the ninth grade. They're going to eventually turn into grown-ups, and if we keep cutting off our nose to spite our face, they won't have any place to work. But your Reefer Madness videos are awesome. All right, I'm done preaching. It's Friday morning. (laughs) No,
2: you're not, dude. What's coming up next? You're totally going to...
1: I I probably will. It will happen after sending you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's next on Rock 106.9.
0: 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Just sent somebody out to Las Vegas. We'll do it again at 9 o'clock for you. It's all for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. David Guetta, Harry Styles, Kings and Leon, Thomas Rhett, Kesha, tons of others. Your next keyword happens at 9 a.m., Rock 106.9.
2: You think about all the terrible, awful, deplorable, disgusting text messages that you've sent out in your life, this one could actually turn out well for you. It might. I uh I have not gotten word from corporate. I've been looking, talked to the boss man. Um, oh no! Have not heard if this time around if D picks will increase your chances or not. I don't think they're gonna hurt your chances, but good news. What's that?
1: You're gonna get to talk to the boss man again. <laughs> <What> <laughs> good,
2: good news. Am I doing? We're two hours away from that meeting. He,
1: yeah, Damn it. he's gonna circle back on that one. I bet. I bet he's gonna be like, you know what, Phantom? Let's uh let's call through today's audio, shall we? Yeah, our boss wants 10 minutes with us on a Friday, which normally in the radio business means you're getting fired. I don't know that to be true, but I, I will tell you that when he sent the email earlier this week, he was like, hey, I need to see you guys Friday after the show. It was like, oh, yeah, there's there's probably a 60-40 sh- shot that I'm not here on Monday.
2: Walk into the office, and he'll be like, oh, you guys know Heather from HR, don't
1: you? And I'll be like, no, who is this woman?
2: You idiots didn't bring your cardboard <laughs> box with you?
1: I
0: don't
1: know. Honestly, I got to tell you, other than the financial end, like, I, I would... Not that I wouldn't care, but I kind of expect it at some point. Like, I've just been in this business long enough. You kind of know how it goes. Right. And there's literally nobody in this business that's not replaceable. Nobody. No. CBS found a way to get get on. Yeah, right. CBS found a way to move on past Howard Stern. So did this company. I mean, dude, everybody can be replaced. But I really do think you move us out of here right now, that's a major mistake on Rock 106 Night's Park. I agree. <laughs> I, I would say I would say that's a major mistake. Coming up at nine thirty, Phantom's gonna get you hooked up with WWE tickets, not just tickets. He's sending you to the front row via his WWE trivia.
2: Yeah, so uh, you better turn on the network right now because I'm telling you, I got stuff from from the past, from the present, from the future, dude. I got stuff coming from all over, all angles on WWE. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I do have, and they're tougher questions than they were last time. So, okay, uh, you know. I, I
1: think that that needed to happen. So, I I trust your judgment. I wouldn't know if the answers were, right. dude. You know what we should do? <laughs> we uh, what we should have done is had somebody pick me, and I had to get them right to send them to the front ah, row. Ah, well, dude, I'm sure WWE will be rolling back before too long. At some point. So speaking of the WWE, yeah. I'm reading here at Maxim.com. Yeah, are we speaking about the WWE? We are. You
2: want me to give you a SmackDown live? What do you mean? Right w-
1: smack dab in the middle of the eight AM hour. Love it. Ronda Rousey and John Jones may both be heading to the WWE. They say Let the this is WWE. Uh, this is Maxim According to Fist Fightful dot com, sorry, Rousey has expressed interest in joining the WWE. And the McMahons are obviously eager to make that happen. Well, duh. I mean, duh. I mean, like, she'd be a huge draw for the, for the female division of the WWE, I would imagine. And not only that, but don't they do, like, a lot of those reality-type shows and stuff like that? She'd be, People would be glued to the TV for her.
2: Yeah, they have a reality show on the E! Network, I want to say. It's Total Divas, and it's just, like, essentially, like, the hot chicks from WWE, like, pretending they're the real housewives of New York or something like that. Um, uh, I, I think it was two or three years ago, she didn't wrestle in a match or anything, but she came out during WrestleMania. She did some mic stuff, right? I think she knocked over Stephanie McMahon or something like that. So, I mean, the, the, the bridge has already been crossed. It's not like this is like, oh, I don't know, these are waters we've never charted, or, you know, uncharted waters here. It's, she already, I, I'm sure that, that line of communication is already going back and forth.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Fightful.com also says that according to sources, WWE has referred Rousey and company to a current superstar, Brian Kendrick, for training purposes in Southern California. I don't know who Brian Kendrick is.
2: Um, he's one of like the cruiserweight guys, kind of an independent wrestler turned WWE dude. Um, pretty good guy, and I, I don't maybe he's a
1: good trainer or something. I don't know. Rousey also was seen last month with Triple H at a taping of WWE's uh, May Young Classic and the all-woman wrestling tournament, and she is uh, seen wearing a Macho Man Randy Savage muscle T-shirt. Um,
2: WWE really is trying to champion female athletics, I think they're, they're they're making that push of like, well, dude, w, WNBA sucks, Ronda Rousey's out of female MMA, like nobody else cares about women's sports, and they really have made a concentrated effort over the past, I would say since I've been watching again, so the past like four or five years, they've really focused on like putting women on the same platform, they've had them in the main events of pay-per-views, the main events of Monday Night Raw and oh, stuff good. like that, and I mean... Yeah. I I don't know if this is the great equality that women are looking for. Probably not, but but it's something. It's something, right. right.
1: Jim Ross, is that like the table-side announcer guy for the WWE? Yeah,
2: one of the all-time greats right there, good old JR.
1: Oh, that's the dude with the cowboy hat.
2: Yeah, he's a uh, a boomer sooner right there, dude. Oklahoma right there. That's JR's place.
1: All right, if I get fired today, I kind of deserve it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I...
1: Jim Ross says uh, this is inevitable It's going to happen And she's going to be a huge star he said I see her in a Wrestlemania someday
2: Yeah as soon as she comes in I, I mean, mean she will automatically be a star She's already well established In mainstream America I mean this is, this is like She's a star This is like when The Rock was like Hey I'm going to do movies Of course you're going to go do movies Because everybody already knows who you are right. it's, it, it writes itself Put a machine
1: gun in his hand And right. he's that guy Yeah right. absolutely So let me ask you this because the WWE does play a little bit more fair with with women and like their female end of this, could a female match be the the, the premier match at a, not with before Ronda Rousey gets there? Uh-huh. Is there a female match that could take place as the premier match at a WrestleMania right now? Uh, I feel as like as a fan of
2: the brand, you don't think so. I don't think so, but I do think that pro wrestling is one of the avenues where like. I try to suppress it and I try to fight it but I still am a little bit sexist when it comes to it. Like when I watch wrestling, more often than not I'm fast forwarding through the women's matches and I'm just like whatever. If is that I, right? yeah, if I am watching the women's matches, I'm Why? I'm not watching it because in my opinion is the action's not good. It's like watching WWE or it's like watching WWE just a different game. It's a different game, it's a different style. They're better now than they were. I will give I will give female wrestlers all the credit in the world on that end where it's like they're better now than they were. It used to just be like Yo, it's a bra and panties match, you know, get naked, let's see some boobs. Right. Now it's these, I mean, these women are athletes, but I still feel like they're pretty far behind the standard of what I'm looking for in, like, action.
1: See, I think that's all the more reason why Ronda Rousey makes sense, because I think Ronda Rousey could be the premier match at a WrestleMania. Maybe not her first year, but I could see, I mean, she's got the star power, people like her. I know a lot of people find her to be super hot. She's not really my thing, but yeah. I know people see that. And I mean, dude, she ends up being good at this. I could see that happening.
2: She's super hot against other female MMA fighters. You throw her up against WWE chicks, dude. She's bonk. Like, that's I. That's I, I would that's, agree.
1: That's, that's that's true. I would agree with that. I don't think she's that attractive. I think she just looked good, for, for, mostly because of what she stands next to. Right. And I know people are gonna start sending me the photos that she did in Maxim. I could send my mom to a Maxim <laughs> photo shoot, and they'd, <laughs> hey, dude, they, dude,
0: well,
1: they'd have Sue bangable oh, in about fifteen it, minutes. Stop it, stop it dude. Sometimes I forget iHeartRadio reaches Vegas. Yeah, that is
2: true. But they'd Um, have
1: Sue Bangable in 15.
2: I, I I, I think a more interesting thought with Ronda Rousey when it comes to her ability to cross over to WWE... There's another wrestling organization. It runs on the um, on the uh, the L Network. Oh, it's, I thought you were
1: talking about Ohio Championship Wrestling. Well,
2: dude, Ohio Championship Wrestling tomorrow night your boy will be there. Um, but there's this group. It's called uh, Lucha Underground. And oh yeah, 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 it's this Hispanic like Mexican style of wrestling. But they fight dudes versus chicks all the time. Is like, that okay? All the time. Well, no, I mean, no, it is, this It's fake violence. So like, but I've even like thought to myself. I mean, I'm, dudes like, dude, smack
1: women in movies.
2: So, I'm, I guess I'm, what's the difference? I'm different? like, is that okay? I mean, like, there's some, been some brutal things. I mean, like, some very violent things. And I'm like, is this, like, glorifying violence against women? But then, like, they had the one chick was, like, the... She was the world champion for a little while. So there was some equality there. I wonder if Ronda Rousey would be the woman that WWE would be like, you know what? She can fight a man. If we're going to have someone fight a man... And I know China kind of broke that ground, but, like, if we're oh, going to yeah, have... Oh, forgot about China. If we're going to have a, a, a woman who really competes in the male division,
1: I wonder if that would be, like, you know... Alright, this is not where I intended this to go, but you brought China up. Okay. And I'll be honest with you, here I am, like fifteen years removed from all that. Yeah. I still don't know. Man or woman? Uh, woman, dude. I she's uh I mean she was in multiple porns, so Yeah, but I remember people were saying there was like a it looked like and she it, had a micro penis. Well,
2: I think she had an, an enlarged clitoris. And what you're getting into right there is uh, people actionable content. People, people <laughs> who are dealing with intersex issues. People are born, and doctors don't necessarily know. Like, is this a man? Is this or is this a boy? Is this a girl? Most times, they decide on girl because it's
1: easier to like. I remember, like, she was like one of the first women, at least in my era, who kind of like had that rumor about her. Remember Lady Gaga? Everybody thought Lady Gaga had a penis for like two years. Like I, I remember China was like the first one of those, and like I was just in here as you brought her up. I was like, you know, I still don't know where we came down on
2: that. R.I.P. One of the good ones, China.
1: Oh, that's right, she's no longer with us. Who
2: would have ever guessed that a drug overdose was going to take a pro wrestler? Never.
0: Who'd ever guess that?
1: John Jones, John Bones Jones, says it has also crossed his mind to enter the WWE, and again, I think they would. I think that would be a huge get yeah. for them to have.
2: Um, doesn't have the same name appeal, so he would kind of have to reinvent himself. And like, I don't know if
1: he'd have to be like a high flyer, right? Like, dude, if they turn him into the new Snuka, that'd be kind of because he's long and lean. He's long and lean, but he's big enough
2: where it looks like he could be a heavyweight contender. So I don't know if they'd go cruiserweight with him. Um, but that would probably be a part of his stylings. Um, and like I said, not Ronda Rousey. I mean, yes, John Jones is a name and definitely one of the better UFC guys in the past. Big UFC name. Right.
1: I don't know if he's a household
2: name. So he wouldn't, it wouldn't be nearly the same splash as, as Ronda Rousey. But what I will say is if this Brock Lesnar versus John Jones fight happens and John Jones somehow or another beats Brock Lesnar, he'll be... Uh, he'll be over ushered in, dude. He'll be over like no one else, dude. They will bring him into WWE no problem. Mm. Yeah, you you got a problem with this, don't you? This this mixture of
1: the two worlds here. I, on some, I don't want to go overboard, but on some level, I feel like it devalues the UFC a little bit. Although you know, NFL guys have gone and done this. Yeah, I mean, boxers have gone and done this. So I mean, I guess I shouldn't make too much of it. I bet if you're Dana White, you don't love it. I mean, say what you want about Ronda Rousey, and I, and I was critical over her entire career. I kept saying the women's division's too new. You quit, you crown this woman way too early, and I was out there early on that. But if you're Dana White, she's. Uh, Has been one of your biggest names in the brand And you're going to lose her To a marketing juggernaut That is the I hate the W I hate's a strong word I'm not a fan of the WWE But I can respect good business And good Dude, Vince That is a marketing juggernaut And I think Dana secretly probably hates it and, Unless he's making money that we don't know about, I don't know. I mean, you've got the crossover of Brock Lesnar
2: from WWE into UFC, and you're accepting that. now some of your biggest names are leaving your brand for WWE. You kind of open the door here, and like I think he I likes think
1: it when it goes the other way,
2: right? When he gets when he gets the, he gets the right. cash in it, but when but when John Jones, when Ronda Rousey,
1: and when Conor McGregor are all on WrestleMania, right? I mean, right. Somebody's, I, dude! All those old UF... like Liddell. Liddell's yeah. got to be sitting there going, "What Son do you mean? Bitch. I was like the forefather of like making this America's sp- like new favorite sport." I know they're, dude, Hoist Gracie and that whole family, whatever. Liddell's kind of the guy that broke the UFC out kind of wide.
2: Now, when UFC was still kind of viewed as like human cockfighting. Um, both Ken Shamrock and Dan the Beast Severin oh, transitioned yeah. into WWE. Kenny Shamrock. Um, but uh, UFC was such a different thing back then. It was then. way different. I mean, that was just a, a different beast. It wasn't
1: being covered on national sports, uh, you know, channels. ESPN didn't touch the UFC back then. And I think that was back They're when, still like... still bad about it. I
2: think back... Th- that was when, like, weight classes didn't even, like, exist in the UFC. You could just have, like, some skinny dude and some fat dude fighting it out, and
1: it, it kind of was... Works was on morning shows, I guess. <laughs> A scientist has called through what we consider to be filthy food habits. I don't think you're going to like the info. We'll give it to you next on Rock 106.9. Dan
0: Stansberry, Matt Fantone. just a kiss your fruitcakes. The Stansberry Show.
2: Chilling in the studes with my dudes
0: on Rock 106.9.
1: Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the Wakeham Auto family. It was about four months ago I bought a pre-owned car from Wakeham and they found me exactly what I was looking for well within my price range and they can do it for you too. Wakeham.com has over 400 pre-owned cars for you to choose from or check out Wakeham's pre-owned selection in person at the Wakeham Auto Mile at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and and Been up there over 60 years. You should know where that is by now. And right now, Wakeham is Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. To the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. On behalf of the program, we would like to wish BuzzBin Mike a very happy birthday.
0: Nice.
1: BuzzBin Mike, a, uh, a proud partner of the Sansbury Show. Happy birthday, buddy. Uh, I, can, I can tell you for sure that what Mike would want for his birthday more than anything is for you guys to buy tickets for the Ringworm Show Sunday oh, yeah. night. Sunday Metal Sunday down at BuzzBin. Ringworm, great metal band, going to be playing. Tickets still available. Eat a waffle while you're down there. Via Buzz bin there. So happy birthday, Mike. We, uh, we appreciate you, buddy. Yeah,
2: I mean, honestly, aside from just being a part of the show, the dude's genuinely a part of the city. And the revitalization of downtown, he's been a big, big part of it. So he's a good dude. Happy
1: birthday, bro. Happy to have you on our side. Fantone has made the claim many, many, many times, having worked in a million restaurants, that the theory of clean food is just that it's a joke it's a theory there's no such thing as clean food he just doesn't pie into it and he's worked in enough restaurants where well i kind of believe him
2: i've uh, i've gone this the full scale too from fast service to fine dining and every, like everywhere and, yeah. every, and everywhere in between and it, it, you're like oh well, i spent more money on this it's going to be better
1: nope not necessarily paul dawson is a food scientist and professor at clemson university hmm He has made it his mission for over 30 years to understand how common food habits may be increasing the spread of bacteria. Okay. So he looked at some of these filthy habits, right? And one of the things he looked at was checking out the menu because, you know, sometimes they'll give you like the laminated menu or whatever and all that. He says, as soon as you sit down, the waiter hands you a menu. You're going to flip through it, check out all the pages and try to find out what you want. He's like, those restaurant menus are often not washed and can be a culprit in the spread of bacteria. So they collected random samples of local restaurant menus and tested them for bacteria. Dawson and his team discovered, however, that for the most part, there were very low numbers of bacteria living on them. At busier restaurant times, surprise, higher numbers of bacteria on those menus were found. I I am a little
2: surprised on that just because everyone... Fingers through those menus and touches them and looks at stuff and like points at stuff. Yeah, um, everybody's got their hands; it, on they never get cleaned. Like at the most, maybe like once a week. What a, would
1: you like? How do you? Do you spray them and wipe this them? with
2: some Windex? You is know that is I mean? that what you do Okay. At the
1: most? But, I would think that's but what. That's you do.
2: probably happening. Honestly, once a week is probably an When somebody estimation. shows up late to a
1: shift and punishment and stuff Something, like
2: that. Yeah, I mean just it's not a very common thing to have.
1: Corporate's happen. about to shop us. Make sure the exactly. menu make sure the menus exactly. are shiny. Like that's exactly when that kind of stuff happens. When the researchers uh they looked at the contaminated menus with E. coli, eleven percent of the bacteria then were then transferred to some people's hands. Low amounts of the bacteria were also able to survive on the menus over a period of two days. Yeah, that's kind of I mean, you ever pick one of the... I mean, obviously you have. You've picked them up at the restaurant, and you just feel greasy. It's like the railing on an escalator in the mall. You know when your hand goes on that. Your hand should not be on that. That's pretty terrifying there. Here's another one that you always bring up beware, they say, of the beer pong ball. Oh, yeah. It's a simple concept practiced by college students, obviously. They say a ping pong ball may be covered in more bacteria than you might expect. The ball could have been bounced on the table, fallen on the floor, and been in somebody's hands. Those are three really dirty places. For this experiment, Dawson set up his students to collect ping pong balls from indoor and outdoor tailgates during a football game at Clemson. Those are going to be big down there. The highest level of bacteria were found on balls from outdoor beer pong games. Should not be surprised there. They discovered that nearly all of the bacteria on the ping pong balls transferred directly into the beer, meaning everything that's on that ball comes right off of it as soon as you get it wet.
2: I I, I don't know why you would think otherwise. Like, and when I was younger, I didn't maybe just didn't care or wasn't like you know thinking about that, but. Nowadays, like the thought of like playing beer pong with like the beer in the cups, I'm
1: like, no, nah, thanks, bro. So then, Dawson and his team set out to uh, check out one of the urban legends: five seconds on the floor, the five second rule. They spread. As he says Dawson and his students set out to understand the truth behind this food uh, idea. They spread salmonella bacteria on tile, carpet, and wood. After five minutes, Phantom, they put bologna or bread and left it there for five. 30, and 60 seconds. They did the same thing after bacteria had been on the surface for two, four, eight, and then 24 hours. So they did multiple, you know, attempts at multiple passes at this. There was enough bacterial transfer in five seconds that from a practical standpoint, it is not a really good idea to eat food from the floor. Now you're listening and you've done it. I've done it. We've all done it.
2: Well, oh, yes, I would agree everyone has done it. You should stop doing that. I mean, there comes to be a point like what it's like, what are you dropping that's so valuable where it's like, dude, I can't. I mean, is one chicken nugget out of those 10? If that's the thing that like makes the difference, you can't sacrifice that one nug.
1: How can you know me this long and still <laughs> ask me that question? Dude,
2: I want well, you. I'd be talking about 20 nuggets, Dan. I mean, come on. I said 10, <laughs> not 20.
1: They say it. Um. It doesn't he he doesn't think it's about the time the food spent on the floor. It's more about the amount of or the amount and type of bacteria. He says it depends on what's been on the surface. The odds are there's probably nothing there, but there's always the chance something could be, he said.
2: I would assume it's, it's got to be different for the bread versus the bologna too. The bologna's right. going to suck up that I, I
1: think bread. that's kind of what he's saying okay. here. Is that it all depends on the surface, what bacteria is on the surface okay. and what you drop on it? Anything absorbent, yes, is probably going to pick it up. Um, but the amount of times I've dropped something on the like on the kitchen floor, you pick it up and it's like, is that a hair? All right, we'll just kind of yank that yeah. off there, and then we'll eat something. I, uh, I I'm not above eating floor food in my house. I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm shameful, yes, but I I have to admit I do it. If I'm
2: sitting on my couch and I drop something on the floor, probably not going to eat it. The only time I think now that I would think about it, like. Is if I was cooking something, like, I don't know, let's say I'm cooking chicken, and I dropped a piece of chicken on the ground, and it's like, oh, well, damn, I've got two chicken breasts, and it's me and my girlfriend. We both have to eat. I might run that underwater and be like, all right, well, just don't tell her and give her that piece. <laughs> is that right? No, I definitely would eat that one. And, uh,
1: that would be me. So here's the next one. This made famous by Seinfeld, the double dip. Okay. Right? right? And I before I read you this information, I'm just going to tell you, double dippers, you're the worst. Okay. I hate you. So after the iconic Seinfeld episode, George Costanza obviously takes a bite of a chip filled with dip. He goes in for more dip. The same chip he's quickly confronted about double dipping. Mm -hmm. So those who oppose it, like I do, double dipping, they say it spreads germs from your mouth into shared food. Yeah. So after watching that episode, Dawson and his crew were inspired to test this theory. He and his team then put chips in three types of dip with different pH levels and consistencies. Okay. Salsa, chocolate syrup, and then queso. Okay. All right. I, right? I, I can see why that would matter. No mouth bacteria were found in the dips when chips were dipped only once. But when double dipping occurred, there were much higher bacteria populations in the dip, and the type mattered. Salsa that had been in double dipped had five times more bacteria than the chocolate and the cheese. Now, he gives credit to that being some basic food science principles. Common sense tells you that if you bite it and dip it in the salsa, the more of it falls back into the bowl and doesn't stick to the chip. There's going to be more bacteria going back in the bowl with that, he said. Thick chocolate syrup and cheese dip are more likely to stay on the chip, resulting in less bacterial transfer. Now, look, I am against double dipping. But if you go home tonight and you're alone and you open a bag of scoops and you got like the salsa, I don't care what you do with your own chip. You can double dip your own chip, whatever. But I will tell you the Stansberry system. All right. And you didn't get to be this fat without knowing what you're doing. Right. (laughs) Like, I'm not proud of it, but I got this way because I have figured the food thing out. And isn't the appropriate thing to do? To take a bite, rotate said chip, and then dip that part.
2: Um, the thing I'm going to say about that is that now you're putting finger bacteria. I think anytime you're dipping into a communal dish of like dip, if we're if we're all dipping into Lawson's chip dip or whatever, you're essentially finger banging that chip dip. So like, I mean, I don't know if that's any better. I I, I don't know if it's tested, but I I, I really think like. Community dippings probably
1: go. I will tell you that when people come to my house to watch a sporting event, that they get their own bowl of whatever's well, yeah, dippable. Get a
2: little right, get a little side plate, and you can put some of that queso, or you can put some of that spinach dip, or you can put it on that little side plate, and then you're eating it. You know, I mean, you know?
1: I actually have ceramic uh, ramekins. Those of you that work in restaurants, you know what that is. But I'll, I'll like serve dip like to you, like, cause I'd stay out of my dip. You don't need my dip.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that like. Okay, so how big is a chip? Like, I mean, an inch? Two inches? Not even? So, like, you've got your fingers. It's three and a <laughs> half inches, the chip. You, you, like,
1: you I, don't, be, don't be robbing me of inches. You've
2: got your fingers so close down in there. I would think that more than double dipping is the concern.
1: Right now, everybody's rolling their eyes going, gross, 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 but it's the weekend, and half of you are going to lick booty holes at some point <laughs> this weekend. So, I mean, you can talk to me about double dipping all you want, but you're doing grosser things than that. Fantone sends you to the WWE front row style that happens at 9 30 and more Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on.
0: Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone, Just kiss your pigs. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studes with Medus. On Rock 106.9. 069. Welcome
1: back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Head over there. There's this crazy video. Where this woman is like leaning off the edge of a very tall building and trusts the man she's with to hold her arm as she leans all the way back. I
2: don't don't know if that was special effects or what, but like it gave me the like the heebie jeebies
1: when I was watching it. Like the first time I clicked, the first time I clicked it, I actually turned away from it because I was like, oh my God, it's causing me too much anxiety. But I've watched it like five times since then. It's pretty hot too. Yeah, she's uh she's got nice boobs. Normally helps. Do have some uh do have some news on Canton, Ohio okay. and your police officers. Nice. As Canton police are now increasing patrols after an uptick in violent crimes during this summer. The police department started a new initiative to fight crime in problem areas. The mayor recently authorized extra funding to help fight violent crime with more manpower. I think a lot of people would want that. Cleveland's 19 Sarah Goldenberg actually uh, did a ride along with Canton police officers to see how it's working. And she says here that they got to see firsthand how police officers are targeting certain neighborhoods where residents say they're sick of the crime. They hit the streets Wednesday night in Canton as a part of the newly formed VIP violent interdiction patrol Four officers and two cars are working overtime five days a week. And what they're going to do is they're going to join other police that are already on that shift. They're going to work together. They can set up different operations, whether it be a warrant sweep, traffic issues, whatever. Apparently on Wednesday, police stopped a driver for a traffic violation. He did not use his turn signal and was missing a front license plate. Ran the plate, saw it came back stolen. Turns out the passenger in their car also had a warrant out. But that wasn't all. Searching the car, they ended up finding a gun on the front seat. Officers now saying the driver could face charges of stolen property and possessing an illegal gun. So here's it is they're, they're, you know, they're they're adding more manpower to the street to help prevent violent crime. This is what people ask for all the time, and you're getting it.
2: One of the um one of the many things that I think we've patted the Canton police department on the back for is um, trying. Well, yes, yeah, certainly trying, but the concept of like getting out of the car, getting involved in the Community, community police officer right. Lamar Sharp has been a huge Huge piece of that. Um, but he's just a huge that, person. <laughs> dude, he is. Mammoth. But there there also has to be scary. There also has to be the flip side to that coin. And we do need more officers of the law going into violent neighborhoods and apprehending criminals. It's great. I uh, dude, I love that Lamar Sharp's doing the backpack yep. drive. Uh, dude, and that helps. That's a big part of it. But on the other side, you do have to be out there doing cop things, yep. dude. Busting criminals. Twirling the
1: stick. Right. Asking people what their names are, that right. whole thing. I believe Stuff he, and cuff I'm all for community policing I've been, I've been harping on that since moving down here I, I, No matter where the community is, I just think it helps I really do You know, yesterday, speaking of cops, I gotta do this pretty quickly But yesterday yeah. we were telling you that story of uh, I think it was Atlanta, where that guy opened that gym And he says, no cops or military members are allowed to work out in here Because, you know, my, uh, my clientele is you know, mostly minorities And they feel intimidated by cops and military members And I kind of felt like, eh, it's probably not the right way to go And uh, now cops are saying, I want to fight the guy Let's set up a boxing match. You can kind of tell from his attitude. He kind of wants to punch a cop in the face. So one cop's like, he can punch me in the face. I want to fight him. And I think it'd be awesome. And I think it would be a good thing to do. Let's, you know, sell tickets, live stream the fight, do whatever you got to do. But I think that would be a good idea. Let the guy, if he's got some aggression, let him punch the cop. I was going to say, and then what happens when he kicks the cop's ass? (laughs) Everybody's like, oh, damn, dude. His gym memberships are going to go through the roof. Yeah, that might. You're right. There's no guarantee the cop wins. Fantone's going to send you to the front row for WWE That happens at 9.30 But you're going to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival
0: That's next on Rock 106.9 Dan Stansberry Matt Fantone Just kiss your fruit thanks The Stansberry Show
2: Chilling in the studes with my dudes.
0: On Rock 106.9 Rock
1: 106.9 And welcome
0: back to The Stansbury Show
1: We're on Rock
0: 106.9 For the time being we're also
1: online at WRQK.com and can be heard everywhere via iHeartRadio. Just sent somebody else to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Your next opportunity happens at 11 o'clock on Rock 106.9. Browns were in preseason action last night. Oh, social media didn't even tell me. And uh, Browns fans seem to be very excited about what they saw last night. Um, I'll tell you, I-, I didn't watch the whole game. I didn't stay up for all of it, but I did stay up for about the first half. And I felt like the defense looked real shaky early and then started to tighten up as the game went on. That I like. And I think Greg Williams is probably gonna get that team playing well. He likes uh swarm to the ball type mentality. Right. He's a very physical, um minded defensive coordinator. Even on even on
2: plays that got away from the defense last night, there still was that mob mentality of go find the ball. And once again, I feel like I'm coaching seventh grade football when I talk about that. But that's what I'd like to see. But that's the steps right. that you have to take when you're so bad. Essentially, you are the seventh graders of professional football. You ready so, for a hot
1: take? So. Hot take on a Friday, baby. I'm going to give you a hot take about the Browns okay. no one else is going to give Let's you. Let's hear it. You're not going to hear this anywhere else yet. Okay. But you heard it here. There's three quarterbacks on this roster. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And I know everybody's like, is it going to be Brock? Is, it, is Kaiser going to end up playing this and that? That's a core, those are known as quarterback controversies, right? We're familiar with them. I not only do I think that this team this season will have a quarterback controversy, I think there's going to be another controversy at a major position for the Cleveland Browns. And I think at some point this season, fans are going to be calling for a coaching change. And I think some Cleveland Browns fans are going to call for Greg Williams to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Now, I've been on record. I like Hugh Jackson. And what I want to say here is I think Hugh Jackson can't... I think Hugh Jackson is a great coach of football players. I think he can coach up an offensive football player. I will tell you, and I think that this is part... I'm interested full disclosure. It's partially that the Browns have just beaten me down over the years. But I worry that... What Hugh Jackson is, is the perfect example of fantastic coordinator, maybe not head coach. And that I that Greg Williams has got, what, 20-some years coaching experience in the NFL? He had served as a head coach once before. I worry that not only is there a quarterback controversy brewing in Cleveland, that there's going to be a coaching controversy happening.
2: Now on Twitter or Facebook or, or whatever people spot their opinions on, yeah, there's going to be people that are calling for Hugh Jackson's head after one loss. Um, as an organization, that can't even be an option. You can you can buckle to the pressure of, like, get a player out there. I don't think you should, but I can understand why you would. You can't let fans make decisions like I,
1: that. Well, I'm not even sure it's going to be the fans. It might be even people in the building. I, I, just, I, I could see, at some point, that being the thing. I, I'm not... I guess maybe I shouldn't say it's my official take because I'm not I'm not predicting like this will happen. Now we're going from hot takes into lukewarm takes. But yeah. I well I'm just saying it's a take that no one else is saying. Okay, which makes it kind of hot. Okay, a little sizzle on it, baby. But I was watching that game last night and I was like, oh, I don't know, man. If he gets that defense playing hot and the offense sputters, isn't somebody going to be like, mm, maybe maybe coaching James is what we need? I would hope. To
2: think that you would look at the talent on the defensive side of the ball and look at the talent on the offensive side of the ball and say, "Well, that's probably the difference." Yeah, but now you're applying two. logic and Santa Claus. Well, but I mean, if you're <laughs> if you are an employee of the Cleveland Browns in some sort of official capacity where like you would be a part of making that decision or even having your voice be heard in that, dude, you better be smart enough to know there's a huge talent gap there. And like, yes, it's definitely true that Greg Williams has a more you know he's got he does he has a resume to, to to celebrate there's no question about it but you 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 have to recognize what's really
1: happening there i agree i'm just telling you i think there will be discussion about that move sometime throughout this season. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not even saying I think it should happen. I'm saying I think I know this fan base. I know this organization. I've been uh, dude I, I've been in the media for a long time surrounding this team. As a matter of fact, once upon a time it worked for the flagship station that carried the team. Multiple not the one that had it first and the one that has it now. Worked at both places. I've been around this. I know the fans. I know the organization. Everything for the Cleveland Browns Flails in the wind. It's just the way it is. It's the most wishy-washy, knee-jerk reaction place outside of where I work that I've ever seen.
2: Um, I'll cool it off a little bit. I'll uh, I'll give the Browns some credit, and everybody knows I'm a pretty jaded Browns fan. Um, you know, they made the right decision when it comes came to Miles Garrett. I know everybody's kind of hot and bothered about Mitch Trubisky right now, and boy,
1: he's going to be the MVP
2: according to. Uh, uh, dial it down, Scott Van Pelt. No, uh, uh, Colin, Coward. Colin Coward tweeted um, out last night,
1: "Mitch Trubisky MVP." Get used to saying it. Um,
2: now way too early. Miles Garrett, you know, he came out and said, you know, I'm going to make an impact. I want to go out there and devastate. And I want to go out there and do these things. I don't know if he exactly did that last night, but what I did they see had last to him. night non stop double teams. And that's a huge part for your hog. Like whether he's the guy making the tackle or not, and he only made one tackle last night, which
1: He's eating up other but he's eating up members of that line which frees other people up. Creating opportunity
2: by being that guy, by being so big, by being so strong. So like I will give credit to the Browns. I think you made the right call when it came to your number one decision or your number one draft pick. I, that, that was that's a tough place for any franchise to be. It's like we've got the pick of the litter, and you did it right. So, uh, so, so good job, Browns.
1: I'm 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 all right with the Garrett pick. I like the Garrett pick. I felt like he was a safer pick than any of the quarterbacks were. Going back to the draft, I thought Deshaun Watson was the best of those quarterbacks from that class, and it already in the preseason it's kind of looking like I was right about that um but kaiser they said was was the lower end of it but he didn't play too bad i mean if i excuse me a second here while i pull up the stats here for the browns Deshaun kaiser 11 for 18 184 and a touchdown that's not too bad for a rook in a preseason game not too bad
2: and like i said before less impressive or more impressive than the stats he put up or the touchdown he threw or the win that you know he kind of expedited there is the fact that he didn't look intimidated. He didn't look like he was overwhelmed by the moment. He stood up or he he moved around in the pocket. He was comfortable. stepped as, up into the throw. Right as the, as the pocket started to collapse, he knew what he needed to do and he made those tosses. So, regardless of how, you know, regardless of how the game ended, regardless of what the stats were, I think he definitely closed the gap between third string quarterback and starter. I don't think he's there yet. I don't think there's a need to put him there yet, but he's showing evidence that he is going to be, or at least has the potential to be a starting quarterback in the NFL.
1: These are the same. I I don't want to go overboard. Okay. But grace under fire, stepping up into the pocket, not worrying about the rush, stepping into the throw, driving the ball downfield and not looking like the moment was too big for him. These are all the same things. Everybody said during the preseason last year about Dak Prescott. Now imagine if Cleveland happens to get lucky and land themselves a Dak Prescott and didn't need, did not need a number one pick to do it. Um. Imagines.
2: Yes, I mean to celebrate. Good I'm not times, saying it. I'm just saying a match. But um, you know what I will I, I will say a huge difference, and obviously Joe Thomas not being out there last night is you've got that Cowboys offensive line. And you said it last night on Twitter, and boy oh boy, were you right, dude! If Cam Irving is competing for a starting spot in that offensive line, you're not in the top five offensive line. And I got push, I got push,
1: I got pushback on Twitter about that. Well, you know he's playing Joe Thomas's position. Yeah, in last night's game, but they're they're still saying. He's competing for a position somewhere on that line. And if that's true, they're not the second-best line in the no, NFL. No. They're just not. And nor could you be. I mean, dude, it's time to move on from the Cam Irving thing, right? Like, let's just package them. Cam and Kyrie together. Someone take them both. Get them off our, get, get them off our hands. Yeah. If Cameron Irving is up for consideration on that offensive line, they're not what they're touted to be. That's just my opinion. And I'm usually right. WWE fans, front row seats up for grabs, but you better, ha- better have your game ready. We're going to start lining up the phone calls now. The number's 1-800-243-7625. Fantone will grill you, hold your feet to the flames, and grill you for front row tickets for the WWE. That happens next. Rock
0: 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9.
1: Hey, guys, you got Stansbury here for the Wacom Auto Family. It was about four months ago I bought a pre-owned car from Wacom, and I did it because they were able to find me exactly what I wanted and well within my price range. And they can do it for you as well. And if you're a parent thinking about sending your college student back to campus without a car, don't. Right now, Wacom has a huge selection of pre-owned cars on sale and a bunch of stuff for under $10,000, like the 2014 Kia Forte, just $8,200. You're getting four brand-new tires on that, 36 highway miles per gallon, plus Bluetooth, a USB port, alloy wheels, and it's only had one owner with a clean history. Check that out at Wacom.com. Also right now on the Wacom Auto Mile is the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. That's under 69. And welcome back to The Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. It's yesterday's program, podcast it right there. October the 7th, the WWE rolls back into town. We've been doing tickets all week. We started on Monday with fifth-row seats. It's time now for the front-row seats. Fantone did this last time around, so we uh, entrusted it with him again, where he has put together top WWE trivia.
2: And I made it tougher than last time. Did you? Last time, the first guy won right out of the
1: gate. I said, I gotta gotta raise the bar, baby. Well, we have three very dedicated listeners on on hold right now. And... um, so, you have your questions ready to go? 100%. We're ready to go. And I believe Jason is on line one. Is that right? Jason? Are yep. you there? Jason, you're there. Are yes. you, are you, uh, so, you're a big WWE fan? Yeah. All right. Uh, who are you looking to take to the event with you? Is it uh, girlfriend, wife, kid, brother? Who's going with you? Yeah,
0: my girlfriend.
1: Oh. Sure she's pumped. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I, I'm just messing with you, Jason. A thanks for listening, B. Let's uh let's hope you walk away a winner. Fantone now going to ask you his WWE trivia. All right, Jason, uh,
2: Wrestlemania 11, the main event featured the then champion, Diesel, going up against the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, man. It was one hell of a bout. Uh, Both Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy McCarthy were there. Um, There was another celebrity in attendance as well. He actually served as the guest timekeeper. Who was that celebrity? Ah, (laughs) the timekeeper celebrity guest timekeeper this is a 90s celebrity he was very big in the 90s I don't even know that one. Oh, it's all right, Jason. That's all
0: right.
1: All you, all you need is two out
2: of three. You need two out of three. <laughs> you need two out of three. The answer to that was Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement. JTT. He was the uh, uh-huh. celebrity guest, or not celebrity guest bartender, the celebrity guest timekeeper. He's right? <laughs> probably yeah.
1: celebrity guest bartending somewhere now, though. Too. All
2: right, all right. Next question here, Jason. You got to get these next two correct if you want these front row WWE tickets. In his all l- right. in his lengthy tenure of the WWE, Jake the Snake had how many title reigns? Many title reigns. Yeah, how many times was Jake the Snake a champion? Not just heavyweight, not just intercontinental, not all just tag team, all titles. How many Oof. times was Jake the Snake a oh, champion in WWE? Uh,
1: zero. No. What did he say? He said zero. Zero. One hundred percent
2: correct. Jake the Snake never a champion held a belt in WWE.
1: I could have swore he was a tag team champion.
2: Smoky Mountain wrestling stuff like that. He was a champion, never held a title in the WWE. So, uh, so there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jason. Hold on. You
1: gotta wait. You gotta wait one <laughs> second for your pride. Smokey what? Smoky Mountain wrestling. That was like
0: that yeah,
2: wrestling.
1: Yeah, that was like one of the old Jason <laughs> dial it down. Don't make it sound like I'm an idiot <laughs> for not knowing that. <laughs>
2: All right, let's get to something a little bit more difficult, because like I said, you got to get two out of three here. He
1: needs one more. Correct. You need one more. Correct.
2: Um, Everybody, everybody well not everybody all wrestling fans know uh, there's faces, which are the good guys and heels, which are the bad guys. Who was the first heel to walk into and out of WrestleMania as a WWE heavyweight champion?
0: First heel to walk in and out
2: of. Yep, he came in with the title and he walked out with the title. First one to do it is the WrestleMania main event. Who was it?
1: Oh. We're going to have to push you for an answer, Jason.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm going to go with Shawn Michaels.
2: Shawn Michaels is incorrect. His best friend, right. Triple H, at WrestleMania 16. Ah, damn it. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was that four-way match, and he ended up beating everyone. Yeah. But
1: Jason, sorry, buddy. Better luck next time, Jason. I believe on line two, we have Chuck ready to play Phantos. Okay, Chuck, are you there, buddy? Yes, yeah, sir, I'm here. You, so so you feeling pretty confident, Chuck? Yeah, let's do this. All right, who you are you, who, who you going to take to wrestling with you? Your son, husband, girlfriend, <laughs> wife? <laughs> hey, no. I'm going to take my son. It's his birthday on the 20th. Oh, well, I hope you win then. Yeah. Phantom's ready to play WWE trivia.
2: All right. Um, the United States title has, has changed hands a lot recently. And it seems like it's been AJ Styles and then it was Kevin Owens or it was Chris Jericho and then it was AJ Styles and then it was Kevin Owens. And it's just been those three dudes changing that belt around a lot recently. Aside from AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Chris Jericho, who was the last person to hold the U.S. title?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't even have a guess on that one. I watch all the
2: time. Who you got? Come on. You got to uh, give us someone.
1: Uh, uh Man, This is hard, Phantom. We didn't think about what if nobody gets it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Who you got? Come on. Give me
1: somebody. Got to force you on an uh, answer here, Chuck. Uh, oh, I don't know. We're gonna to have to pass on this one. I can't. I've got to guess. Okay. I can't even come All right, close well, on that. You only that. got to get two out of three right. You got two more swings. The
2: answer was Roman Reigns, right there. Ah, WrestleMania. Okay. Your second question here, uh, WrestleMania, the biggest event of the year for the WWE. It has only been held outside of the United States of America how many times?
1: The amount of times WrestleMania Once. Once. Twice is the Uh, answer, my friend. Chuck, sorry, buddy. Better luck next time. We need to go to line three where Damon is on the line. Damon, Damon, are you excited to go to WWE?
0: I'm excited. I'm I'm
1: excited. All right, man. Well, uh, Fantone's ready to play his game. He's got a couple of questions for you. You need to get two out of three right for front row seats to the WWE. Uh, John Cena, one
2: of the the most celebrated wrestlers in WWE history, a 16-time heavyweight champion. Aside from tag team belts, women's belts, and cruiserweight belts, John Cena has missing one title from his resume. Which title has John Cena never won? You say including those belts you named off? No, excluding. He yeah. obviously isn't a cruiserweight. He's not a woman, and he's in, in no tag team champs either. I'm saying of the single...
1: Well, I disagree. I think John I'm Cena's saying, a woman. I'm
2: saying of the single men's belts, which one has John Cena never held? Oh, my
1: God. I think I know. Oh, yeah, I got it. I think I got it. I got it. All right, Damon, we're going to we're gonna move on from you. we got you one
2: more right here. We can't,
1: oh, do we have one more? Uh, well, it's, no, he just hung up, too. So, Did he hang yeah. up? All right, well, we still have front row tickets. So if you think you can beat Fantone's trivia and you can not scream the F word into the phone, <laughs> that would be my favorite of all you listeners. I hope Damon never gets to go to anything ever again, to be honest with you. We'll set this up and do it one more time next on Rock 106.9.
0: Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9
1: And welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 If you're joining us for the first time this morning, I apologize because <laughs> we're in the middle of trying to pass out these front row seats for the WWE as they head back to Canton at the Civic Center. On line number two is Josh, ready to play Fantone's trivia for front row seats. My man, Josh, how are you? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Where are you calling from, buddy? I'm actually working in Akron today. Well, very good. I, uh, I, I hope that you have this information because it's Friday and I want to go home. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you need to get two out of three correct. Fantone, are you ready to play? I'm ready, Josh. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. All
2: right, Josh. Listen, here's the deal, dude. Fabulous Moolah. She was, uh, she was a WWE Women's Champion for 28 long years. And I know it's fake, but still, it's impressive. For almost three decades, the woman was on top of the sport. She eventually lost her title in... Fed 19- women faking things longer than that <laughs> for me. <laughs> she eventually lost her title in 1984. What TV station did she lose her title on? Cool. That's a tough one. It's a tough one, but if you think about 1984 and kind of what was going on in that era and who was involved with WWE, you'll figure it out.
1: <clears throat> okay. I won't, but <laughs> let's hope Josh will.
2: <laughs> All right, well, I was born in 83, so I'm not real familiar with that time frame. Ooh, I, was born uh, in, I was born in 84. Josh, come on now. Yeah, but he works. <laughs> A 1980s TV um, network, a big one.
1: Oh, I think I know it. Uh, TNT?
2: Ah, you are Ah. wrong, buddy. MTV. That That was was going to be my guess.
1: Yep, that was back when Cyndi Lauper and
2: Captain Lou Albino, and they were all doing that thing. So that was an MTV. Oh, man.
1: All right, Josh, (laughs) you you, you have to get the next two correct. Okay, Josh, true or false,
2: Yokozuna is the youngest WWE heavyweight champion ever.
1: Off.
2: That is correct. Brock Lesnar holds, ah. that, holds that distinction right there. So, Josh, we've got a payoff moment right here. These
1: You're f- one answer away
2: from front row seats, Josh. Front row WWE, homie. All right, listen. Uh, Rick Flair, one of the most decorated champions of all time, has wrestled in how many WrestleManias?
0: Rick
1: Flair.
2: Nature boy! And actually wrestled. Not just performed, but, you know, was there. Wrestled in actually WrestleMania.
1: Wrestled. The amount of WrestleManias. That's a tough question. Man, you hit the books with this, Phantom.
2: Oh, dude, yeah. Just post-show in the network yesterday. Nice. Josh, how many WrestleManias do you think Ric Flair's been?
0: I didn't hear you. I'm going to have to throw out a guess here and say eight.
2: It is four, Josh.
1: Sorry. Oh, Josh. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. Nobody, Nobody has gotten two out of three. Nobody yet, obviously. Nobody yet. Chris is up next. Chris, how are you this morning? What's up? Hi guys, it's uh, good to speak with you, Chris. Uh, it, it is a big follower of the program. We appreciate you having it on hold. You know how this game is played. Phantoms going to ask you a couple of questions. You need to get two out of three right.
2: Josh, or uh, I'm sorry, Chris. the uh, The Shield was one of the uh, most uh, you know over factions in the WWE of recent memory. Of the three original members, um, which one has held the Intercontinental Title?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, which
2: which section were you saying? We're talking about the, the Shield? Shield of the three members of the Shield who has held the WWE Intercontinental Title. Dick Mackey, Dean
1: Ambrose.
2: Dean Ambrose, correct, my friend. The There's Lunatic Fringe one. is what they call him. His uh, his finishing move is Dirty Deeds. So I think he gets a lot of his moves. From, the, from from Rock 106.9. He so must. I assume he's a big listener. <laughs> nice. All right, Chris, get this next one, and let's finish this bit, dude. Uh, the Honky Tonk yes, Man please. was the longest-reigning intercontinental champion of all time. He lost his title at SummerSlam 1988 to the Ultimate Warrior. Who was Honky Tonk Man originally supposed to face in that match?
0: Ooh, good question. Oh, that is tough. Um... it? Let me just... Throw something out there, Brutus beefcakes? Brutus, Brutus the Barber. Yes, beef
1: <laughs> Beefcake. Chris, we're going to put you yeah. on. We're going to put you on hold. Fantone will get all of your information, and you will then get front row seats for the WWE October seventh at the Canton Civic Center. Thanks for playing our game. The rest of you, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm going to spend my weekend going door to door apologizing <laughs> to you. Start sending in your address at standsforwrqk.com. Happy to send Chris to the front row. Aside from that, we are done for the day and the week, and maybe a little longer, depending yeah, on how this meeting goes. Who knows? If you missed anything from this morning, podcast it at WRQK.com. Aside from that, you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. See you.
0: Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit thanks. The Stansbury Show. Chilling
2: in the studes with Medus.
0: On Rock 106.9.
1: Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for TrueBridge. If you're out to earn your health insurance license for free, dial pound 250 right now and enter the keyword TrueBridge and register today. Qualified applicants will begin their classes